Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast on the Fantasy-focused YouTube channel. It's Saturday, folks. I'm your host, Bobby LaMarco. Today we're talking key injuries and, of course, the latest and greatest on the COVID-19 uh, people on the list, people coming off the list. It's been a long day, a couple games moving around. We're going to talk about all those injury impacts and those COVID-19 impacts to your fantasy lineup for week 15. It's a huge week, folks. This is the first round of the fantasy playoffs. Hope you guys made it. I know we got a lot of decisions to make. If you're joining me now live on YouTube, if you're currently live on Instagram, feel free to join me on YouTube as well. Link in my bio at Fantasy Football X Factor. If you're listening on the audio side later, make sure you're joining us every Sunday live for our Start Sit Show tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. All our pro, uh, 10% of our proceeds on the Super Chatters from everything we get goes to Good Sports, or our sponsor on our Sunday live show. But today we're here to focus about some of these injuries, a lot of things going on. You know, of course, some of the games moved. The Browns had a lot of COVID-19 impact. They moved to Monday. Then the Rams, they moved to Tuesday. Same thing happens for the Washington football team, and they moved to Tuesday against the Eagles. So there's a lot of moving parts there. But digging into a lot of this information, I have a lot of updates. Some teams that are flying under the radar, teams that actually haven't had their games moved, that we can capitalize on some of those COVID-19 impacts for this week. But before we get into all that, make sure you're following us across the board on our social medias, uh, at Fantasy Focused, at Fantasy Football X Factor on Instagram at TC, uh, Fantasy Football underscore TCK Pod for Sky. Make sure you're following us across the board on Twitter at Fantasy Focus at Bobby Lamarco at Sky Gawasco. And honestly, if you're on the YouTube side and you're watching the videos live right now, make sure you're jumping over onto the audio side wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, wherever you get it. You guys can actually join us on there as well. But today we're focusing on the NFL injuries for Week 15. Before we go any further. Want to make sure we shout out one of our sponsors, Bet Online AG, because all our episodes are brought to you by Bet Online AG on the Believe Podcast Network. And we'll be back right after this quick commercial break. Bet Online is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of the NFL season and the NBA season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all football and basketball action this season. Make sure to head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE50. That's B L E A V 50. BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. From football to basketball to NHL to boxing to UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the rest of the 2021 seasons. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, let's get into it, folks. You know, obviously a lot of things going on today. Plus, the Indianapolis Colts Patriots game is on tonight, and that's where we're going to start real quick. Of course, the biggest news is the Damian Harris situation, him being out. Don't even think of twice about it. It's Ramaje Stevenson week, folks. You're playing Ramaje Stevenson. He's going to be a slam dunk um, this week, even against the Colts' run defense. Not worried about it at all. The guy's a machine, uh, so we're going to definitely roll with him there. The one notable injury on the other side, though, is Ryan Kelly's center. You know, I think the, the Patriots are going to sell out to sell, uh, stop JT, but I don't see anybody sitting JT. You can't sit JT. Um, it's more of like the DFS slates, if you're going to play him or not. Um, more of the contrarian plays probably, I mean, Stevens is probably the most owned player in the this, this single game slate today, but overall should be a fun game tonight, but not much from an injury standpoint. Both teams are relatively healthy heading into this game. Other than that, Damian Harris injury. All right, let's talk first. Let's go to Sunday. Let's get into it. And first game we're going to talk about right now is the Steelers versus the Titans they are playing in Pittsburgh. Now, a couple things are going on. First off, let's talk about the Titans first and some of their key returns. Last week, Nate Davis returned one of their offensive guards, which was big news. He's a very good player. And it's really good news because Roger Staffold, uh, Saffold is out on the uh, on the on the guard other guard spot this week. So, you know, I am a little concerned for that run game, even against a Pittsburgh run defense that's been getting completely destroyed over the last few weeks. So, um, you know, that's something to keep in mind too when you're looking at 
a Foreman. I have not heard a good reason all week on why Foreman did not play in the second half. It makes sense because they were up 20 nothing. Maybe they were just saving his legs a little bit. But Foreman is still a rock-solid RB2 because with Saffold being out but Nick Davis coming back, they kind of cancel each other out just a little bit. The Titans' defense is getting a little bit healthier. Bud Dupree in a revenge game against the Steelers. Zach Cunningham should be making his NFL um, Titans debut this week. And then Rashad Evans, their best middle linebacker, came back last week. So they are starting to get a little bit healthier at the linebacking core in that front seven. Uh, should be helpful against Najee Harris and company. Um, where you start seeing the injury impact, though, is in the secondary. Janoris Jenkins is going to be out. That's another boost. I think Deontay Johnson, we're all excited about Deontay, but the loss of Janoris Jenkins, they're probably best corner on the outside. That's just another feather in the cap. I think Deontay is a underrated DFS play in this matchup this week. They are going to be down some other injuries up front, but for the most part, they are actually getting on the more healthy side in that front set seven for the Titans this week. Even Roger Saffold's replacement, Aaron Brewer, which we make sure you're joining us on the Sunday live show. We'll talk about that a little bit more. His backup is actually did not practice on Friday. So that could be a little ding to Foreman. But I think based on the situations that we're seeing right now, Foreman's still a low RB2 because of these injuries. But I think Deontay Johnson with the Janoris Jenkins injury really benefits the most. I am a little concerned about Najee, but at this point, if you drafted him, he's been great pretty much all year. I know he's kind of slowed down a little bit, but his volume is undeniable, and you cannot sit hit him at all. Jumping over to the Steelers' side, they've had this kind of, um, when it comes to returns, they had this revolving door at one of their spots. So their one guard spot has been hurt. But JC, one of their, their guards coming back this week, perfect timing because BJ Finney just got hurt. So four of their five guys is still healthy. We don't need to worry about that too much. Joe Hayden might be returning this week. You know, Pittsburgh has been very bad against outside receivers over the last five weeks. Probably the best matchup in football. Um, you know, but I think Joe Hayden come back kind of caps Julio. And I haven't seen it from Julio just yet. Uh, you know, if you're putting together multiple DFS lineups, Julio might make some sense. But if Hayden plays, which he should, he looks like he practiced on Friday, that's something that I'm a little wary of in that sense. Um, from the injury side of things, you know, they are injured. There's some guys up front for the Steelers, but they've kind of had, you know, TJ Watt should be back this week. They're going to get one of their other defensive tackles back this week. This week, and I'm not even going to try to say his last name, but they are starting. The guys that they need are starting to get on the field, the key players. So, you know, I still think that the, the Pittsburgh run defense is a huge liability right now. Uh, so I do think that Devonta Foreman is a solid RB2, but um, overall, the injury impacts. In this game, I think it really kind of favors Deontay Johnson on the outside with Janoris Jenkins out. Jumping out of the Panthers and the Bills, uh, the key return. So the Panthers, we talked about this last week, how they had a bunch of injuries to the offensive line. And this week, they are getting their guys back. Cam Irving came back last week. George, uh, John Miller looks like he'll be back. Mike Jordan will be back as well. This is the healthiest this offensive line has been in a long time. They're still down Matt Paradis. They're they're one of their, their center, but even their Trent Scott, their their inter, their backup interior uh, offensive lineman should be back this week. That is that is not bad news, and this kind of aligns a little bit with Buck's um, comments about how his start of the week or his his like under the radar start of the week we kind of figure it is um, going to be Chuba Hubbard against the Bills, who have not been able to stop stop the run. The healthy offensive line does help that narrative. It does a lot. So that is good news for the Carolina passing attack. But um, when we jump down to the injuries, most of the injuries are on the defensive side of the football for the Panthers. Uh, they're going to be down Dante Jackson, which has been out for, he's out for the dump for the year. And then A.J. Boye, who's been playing the slot. I think this is a big feather in the cap for Cole Beasley. I think my biggest takeaway is that Cole Beasley, the Panthers are a slot funnel defense with Stephon Gilmore and C.J. Henderson on the outside. That's going to benefit Cole Beasley a little bit, plus with the injury to Emmanuel Sanders, which touched on a little bit, helps a lot as well. They are going to be down one of their key interior defensive linemen. Uh, Derek Brown just got jumped onto COVID today. So hopefully uh, we'll find out tomorrow officially if he's out, but he was just added to the list. So that's a slight thing. It's tough to trust um, any Bills running back, unfortunately, right now. But at the same time, could help. With pass rush, could help with those corners. I like Cole Beasley a lot because of that A.J. Boye injury. On the Bills side, when you focus on the returns, um, 
you know, Starla Tulele is probably the key, the defensive tackle. That should help. Clearly, when he's out, their running defense is not great. So him coming back should help a little bit. But it's kind of like, um, you know, Chuba Hubbard, if you if you have him on your roster, you know, we're, fe- we're feeling him as a low-end RB2, even with Starla Tulele coming back. On the injured side, when you look at Buffalo, uh, you know, Emmanuel Sanders being out, Gabriel Davis kind of flies under that radar as a, not too bad, you know, wide receiver three slash four. I personally feel like that Beasley and Knox are going to be great plays too. I think it bumps them up too. But Gabriel Davis is someone like in DFS. I think the contrarian play would be to play Beasley instead of Gabe Davis, who a lot of people would probably play as a dart throw. Deion Dawkins, left tackle, that's a big loss for the Buffalo Bills. He'll be out this week. But we typically say this, when it comes to offensive line, Two to three is where we start kind of peaking our, our interest a little bit. I know there's like Tyron Smith and those kind of players that have huge impacts on their quarterbacks. But listen, Josh Allen will run the football if he has to, if he feels that the, the, left, the backup left tackle is not getting the job done. On the defensive side, it's kind of the same names, right? Justin Zimmer, Tredavious uh, White. I think this is going to be our first week to really gauge how much of an impact Trey White will have. I know Mike Evans had a big week last week. I think that kind of points to DJ more like the bucks are the best, one of the best passing offenses of football. And then they faced the Patriots who threw the ball three times. So this is going to be a nice gauge of how much of an impact the bills do have without Trey white in the lineup. So we'll see how DJ Moore comes, but he is one of my fades this week in my article. I just wrote for Rasball. jumping down to the Texans and the Jaguars. This is where things, this is where it, the rubber starts hitting the road for us. Um, when I was diving into this, the first couple games, I'm kind of like, all right, you know, nothing major. This game, you're just like, okay, this is where we can actually find some edges. And it all leans to the Jag side, which we'll talk on in a second. The Texans, meanwhile, when you look at the guys that are potentially returning, they are going to get back one of their defensive tackles. But just listen to the injuries based on COVID alone on offense and defense. On the offensive side of the football, they're going to be down both starting guards. Lane Taylor and Justin McCray, who both started last week at guard, are going to be out. Um, that's going to be a problem. This team can't run the football. They have a rookie quarterback. I know they're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, but the Jags seem to me like this is not a game where other than Brandon Cooks, you could be starting a player. I know um, Rex Burkhead is questionable. He practiced it on a limited basis on Friday. That was a weird situation. He got ruled out like on Wednesday, and then he gets uh, you know, questionable on Friday. It makes no sense. But I am not excited to start David Johnson um, I would even go as far to say when you start seeing this interior offensive line, they cannot run the football. Now they're down two of their starting guards. You know, Jacksonville could be that completely like dart throw defense that we could throw out there this week because of the injuries up front to the Texans offensive line. On the defensive side, this is where things, this is where it gets real ridiculous. Like we talk, we know about the Rams. We know about the Browns. We know about all these other teams that have moved their games. The Texans have flown under the radar. They're there decimated by COVID. So Demarcus Walker, John Green, Grenard, they're one of the defensive ends. Uh, Christian Kirksey, another front seven guy. Um, Hill, one of their linebackers. Justin Reed, safety. Terrence Brooks, safety. Terrace Mitchell, cornerback, uh, one of their main cornerbacks out. Um, that's a lot of names. And I think James Robinson is going to be the popular play, and he should be. We just saw what happened to Rashad Penny against this Texans team. If you're in a season-long league, J-Rob is in RB2, lock him in. But I think from a DFS perspective, I think an underrated play is a Marvin Jones, um, Trevor Lawrence stack. Trevor Lawrence, his value has plummeted on DFS sites. He's like one of the cheapest quarterbacks you can get, $5,000. With these injuries on the back end of that that secondary, I think I like Marvin Jones a lot this week too. I like him as a wide receiver three because of these injuries. And I like Trevor Lawrence as a DFS-only DK dart throw because of that because i feel like at five thousand dollars he's an amazing value and he could definitely help you buy up to other areas brevin jordan the tight end was dmp on friday um typically i will say this i i'm not i'm not going to play a texans tight end ever at this point but um on the flip side james o'shaughnessy is someone so their main coverage linebacker hill kirksey is out they're also gonna be down justin reed and brooks a lot of guys up the middle I think I think James O'Shaughnessy is an underrated uh, any PPR format tight end play this week. The guy runs a boatload of routes to dropbacks. We talked about this previously, so I think he's an underrated play. 
Because when you flip it over to the Jags, they're relatively healthy. They get their center back, Brandon Linder. The only injury that's notable from them is Carlos Hyde is on concussion. So that just kind of puts that feather in that James Robinson cap that Carlos Hyde is actually out this week. So with Hyde out, with the injuries to the Texans, it's J-Rob. I think Marvin Jones. I think Trevor Lawrence is a DFS play in DraftKings only. And then I do think James O'Shaughnessy, um, you know, he started to tickle the fancies a little bit about uh, my, my I actually need a tight end to start this week in my main league, and I'm in the playoffs. So James O, it's come full circle from the offseason. All right, before I jump down to the next game, I'm going to take a quick commercial break for one of our sponsors, which, of course, all these injuries is brought to you by Carafactor. And we'll be back right after this quick commercial break. Hey, TCK Potters and Fantasy Focus community. Are you looking for options for hair loss? There are many options out there for treating it. However, most products treat the cause, such as DHT, and don't do much to support the growth of new and stronger hair. It's like removing harmful weeds from your lawn, but not doing much to fertilize the grass. That's why the Fantasy Focus and TCK team has partnered with Carafactor. Carafactor saw this problem and focused their research on finding just the right combination of biosynthetic growth factors and an innovative delivery system to promote fuller, stronger looking hair. So whether you're a listener who suffers from various forms of alopecia or even stress-related hair loss, the Carafactor treatment is the perfect scalp-friendly solution that can help and influence stronger and healthy hair throughout all stages of the hair life cycle. And now, exclusively for TCK listeners, use the promo code TCK at checkout to get 15% off all products at shop.mycarafactor.com. That's shop.mykerafactor.com. Carafactor, skincare for hair. All right, let's talk about the Cowboys-Giants. Cowboys are relatively healthy, but Tyron Smith is out, which I know a lot of people, the splits with Dak is bad, but he's got his whole team. He's got he's got the all his receiving core healthy. And when we flip over to the Giants side, I mean, this is another team decimated on defense. First, they're going to be down Kadarius, Tony, and Daniel Jones. Um, it sounds like Mike Lennon's going to start. Listen, the Cowboys defense is a slam dunk this week, one of the top three defensive plays on the week. But when you look at the Giants defense, Adore Jackson, Holmes, Xavier McKinney, Aaron Robinson, J.R. Reed, these are all guys in the back end of that defense. Uh, they're missing way too many guys. Like Holmes is the slot corner. He's on IR done. Adore Jackson, top cornerback on the outside, other than James Bradbury, out. Then they got the guys that are replacing. Aaron Robinson, cornerback, replacing Adore Jackson. He's out. Xavier McKinney, safety, out. Um, it's just a mess. I think that... A lot of, listen, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb were in. I think CeeDee Lamb is probably a guy that I want to get in my DFS lineups this week. The Giants are a complete dumpster fire in the slot. Um, James, there is a small, small, small chance that James Bradbury shadows Amari Cooper. Um, I don't think they can do that because Gallup will destroy them on another side. So that's something to monitor. I think CeeDee Lamb's a safe bet. I think Gallup, too, you could get away with playing Gallup this week. Uh, with the Giants just decimated in the secondary as well. Dak, listen, at this point, Dak, it's time to put up or shut up, buddy. Like, he's been really letting people down. I personally am playing Taysom Hill over him this week. But with these injuries on the back end, I think Dak is due for some bounce back. I think the real the whole thing comes down to this could be a disaster from a Giants offensive standpoint. Are they going to put up any points against this Dallas team? Dallas could easily score a touchdown on defense. Then they run the football with Zeke, and the Giants can't stop the ball. That's the only downside to the Giants pass, uh, the Dallas passing game this week, is that things could get out of hand pretty quickly. So, overall, I will say this: you're playing your giant, uh, your Dallas receivers. You're playing Zeke. You're playing those guys. I'm not saying you don't. These injuries just only say, you know, you got to hope that the Giants can just throw something together on offense to keep it relatively close. Cardinals, Lions. Another interesting one. Um, the Cardinals are relatively healthy for the most part. They're getting Chase Edmonds back this week. It sounds like we're going to have uh, Connor back in there as well. So they're going to have that two running back game. I think because of the Connor injury, you could see more of Edmonds um, than we would usually suspect because we thought Connor was going to be a locked in RB1. Hopkins being out really opens the door for a guy like Christian Kirk and AJ Green in this game. Against the Detroit Lions secondary that, listen, they're a slot funnel defense. I talked about Christian Kirk in my article. I like Kirk a lot this week. We'll touch on why in a little bit. 
but there is some notable injuries there. They're also going to be down there starting center, Ronnie Hudson. That is underrated. Hudson's a very good center. Um, you know, we don't really like to freak out over injuries on the offensive line until it's two or three, but it's still a little notable they're missing their starting center in this game. Robert Alford, one of their starting outside cornerbacks, that's better news for, for Josh Reynolds. Um, he was going to face off a lot against Alford in this game. I think that because of the Cardinals' ability to put up points, that I think Reynolds, I think Amon Ross St. Brown, technically Reynolds has a better matchup, but um, the, the Cardinals have just been – I mean, look at Cooper Cup. I mean, Cooper Cup's a cheat code, right? But I think Amon Ross St. Brown with no TJ Hawkinson and Josh Reynolds are solid plays, even in DFS, maybe a Josh Reynolds play this week because of that Robert Alford injury. On the line side, let's start with the returns. They're getting back uh, Evan Brown, their starting center. They are getting back some guys on defense. They're getting back their slot cornerback, A.J. Parker, Tracy Walker, their safety, and, and maybe their linebacker. So the Detroit defense is getting some help, but we're going to talk why. It kind of gets washed away real quick. On the injuries for the offense for the Detroit Lions, Swift, Jamal Williams, T.J. Hawkinson, huge ones. I mean, you know, the running back situation, sounds like Jefferson had an illness last week and Reynolds really stood up. But that's a three-way – that's a committee that you don't want to be a part of. I am not going to bother against Arizona. There's going to be fantasy points for the Detroit backfield. But if if you can't predict who it's going to be, then it's, that's just as bad as a bad matchup. So that's why I'm going to stay away. On the defensive side, though, here's some problems. So Detroit's going to be down Trey Flowers. He's been on IR for a couple weeks. Uh, one of their linebackers, Jerry Jacobs, one of their key outside cornerbacks, is going to be out. I think that's a slight bump. For AJ Green, Nickel Kobe, uh, Roby Coleman, who's been playing a lot recently, also out. Jalen Elliott, one of their safeties out. So they're going to be missing. AJ Parker comes back, losing three other guys in the safety. I think Kirk Green, baby, get him in your lineups. I like them a lot this week. Also, for the um, something we have to watch for Detroit, they might be down Jonah Jackson, one of their key guards. Um, but like I said, Evan Brown coming back, swapping out offensive linemen. If it was two or more, we would worry about it a little bit more. Jets, Dolphins. I think obviously a lot of us scooped up the Jet, uh, Dolphins defense this week. A lot of people are playing them, so we're wondering what's the moving parts. But the Jets are getting some reinforcements on offense. Michael Carter should be back. Tevin Coleman, Tyler Croft, starting tight end. They're two lead backs, both back. On the defensive side, they're getting back their, their slot corner, Michael Carter. Um, and Bryce Huff, one of their key upfront guys in defensive tackle position. On the injured side for the Jets, they are going to be down George Fant, their right tackle. You know, he's average. I don't think it's a huge loss overall. But you don't want to be down any any offensive lineman against Miami uh, at, in this game. But the good news is their weaponry is improving. So at this point, Zach Wilson needs to do something about it. Um, jumping down to the Dolphins, Miles Gaskin cleared. COVID, Malcolm Brown should be back, Salvin Ahmed. Good luck. I know it's the Jets, but I, listen, I would be a little concerned. You you got to hope that the Malcolm Malcolm Brown was activated off IR. Hopefully we get some clarity about the Gaskins-Ahmed-Brown situation. But remember, just like six weeks ago when this was a whole thing, it was a disaster trying to figure out who was going to get what. So I'm a little concerned. Maybe if Brown isn't uh, on the active roster for, for this week, you go Gaskin, but I would be concerned if Brown's active uh, for that one. On the injury side, Jalen Waddle will not be playing this week. Neither will Philip Lindsay, but I mean, at this point, who cares about Lindsay? But I think that kind of leans you towards Parker. I think Parker's going to be a popular play. And I think Juzicki is going to be an underrated DFS play with no Jalen Waddle. So with Waddle out, Parker and Juzicki get a nice bump against a very bad Jets defense. On the back end, listen, you know, there's going to be, you know, Jason McCourty's been out for a couple weeks. Then Javon Holland, their other safety is going to be out. That might be able to open. I think I just want to see Zach Wilson kind of do something with this. Jamison Crowder, a lot of people, he had a solid day a couple weeks ago, four for 40 and one against this defense. But I just, the it's just not, the, the Dolphins have figured it out in the middle of the field. Over the last five weeks, they've been very tough against slot receivers. You know, I just, not feeling it overall. I think the Dolphins D is still safe, even with that injury. I think the biggest takeaway from the injuries from this game is Michael Carter is going to be back as the lead back, which is exciting. But I also think that Jaziki and Davante Parker, because of the Waddle injury, are the key takeaways. Jumping out of the Bengals, Broncos. Um, Bengals returns 
looks like they're going to get some guys back on defense. They are going to be down Riley Reef uh, offensive tackle, though. Um, Jacoby Awuzie is probably the biggest takeaway here. Um, Logan Wilson, he's been out for a couple weeks, but Jacoby Awuzie has been like their best cornerback. Um, but the thing is with the Broncos, it's like hard to – it's not – what's actionable? Like, Cortland Sutton's been a ghost. Tim Patrick, they have too many mouths to feed. They have Javante, they got Melvin, they got Noah Fan, Alberto. It just they get drowned out. So yes, Jacoby Awuzie is great news for Sutton and Tim Patrick on the outside. But like, you know, I think Tim Patrick's the guy I would take a dart throw on DFS because he's at least put up something since the return of Jerry Judy. But that is the only thing that's notable there. Maybe he'll help them move the football a little bit better against the Bengals. Any injuries like that to key players should help the offense as a whole maybe indirectly allow more scoring opportunities for guys at like Gordon and Javante Williams. On the Broncos side, they do have some key injuries on defense. So slight bump for them. They're going to be down Malik Reed, outside linebacker, uh, Jones, defensive tackle, Kenny Young, linebacker. So in their front seven, they're going to be down three starters or notable players. So that should help Joe Mixon. I know Riley Reef is out, but for the most part, that should help Joe Mixon. That should help them uh, up in the front against the front seven. So maybe that's a slight bump for Joe Mixon in that game. All right, I'm going to do one more, and then we're going to hop on to another quick commercial break here. So Falcons at 49ers. Uh, Eric Harris, safety. We already kind of know about this one being out in the back end. That should help, um, you know, Brandon Ayuk and the company on the outside. Uh, but for the most part, the Falcons are pretty healthy. On the 49ers side, they're going to get back one of their cornerbacks, Dante ja- uh, Johnson, which is key because they're going to need some reinforcements this week. Um, they are going to be down one of the linebackers, uh, Shazir. I don't even know how to say it. Uh, he, him and Fred, uh, Fred Warner, Wagner, sorry, Fred Wagner has been kind of in and out. Wagner just recently bumped out. He's back now. So I think I'm still feeling the 49ers defense. I'm okay with them as a streamer this week overall, but the key one here is Elijah Mitchell. So Elijah Mitchell being out, Jeff Wilson gets another chance. Um, you know, at, at some point he's got to pop off. I think this is just, I think the Elijah Mitchell situation helps Ayuk and Kittle more because Debo is going to be relied more to run the football with Elijah Mitchell out. So when he's running the football and getting those touches, we just saw last week, 15 targets for Kittle, 10 for Ayuk, one for Debo. And Debo got all his touches on the ground. So that's, I think, better news for Ayuk. Try to get Ayuk in your DFS lineups this week. All right, that's a that's a quick commercial break here. I'm going to do another one for one of our latest sponsors, Lightbox. We'll be back right after this. Shout out to our new sponsor, Lightbox. Say goodbye to the dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are just grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones of blush pink, beautiful blue, as well as classic white diamonds. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off and priced so they won't have to. They really make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com and add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. All right, folks, let's jump down to our next game, Packers-Ravens Sunday Night Football. Um, so the key one, so Jair Alexander is hopefully going to come back. Um, you know, and I think the biggest one from this game, of course, is Lamar Jackson. Sounds like he's going to be out. Packers are probably one of the better defenses of the week, one of the best starts of the week uh, because of the injury, not only to uh Lamar but overall just because of the matchup itself uh they should be getting back Jair Alexander officially this week he technically was activated last week but did not play that's only going to solidify the back end of that defense so um they're also going to might be down Kenny Clark I like Devonta Freeman in this game Huntley for some reason the Ravens have been more pass heavy to the running backs with Freeman than they have been in the past I think it's a lot to do with the fact that they're throwing more I think it's a lot to do with the fact they can't run the football as successfully and it's opened things up for Freeman. So I think Kenny Clark being out is just a nice little boost for a guy like Devonta Freeman. On the flip side, we'll have to see. I mean, it, it could potentially be down. The Ravens could be down two starters on, up front. Um, 
Their right tackle might be back. We'll have to see. Um, that worries me a little bit uh, just because of the fact that I'm listening. I'm in on the Packers D. I am. So if you have them, I would play them if you can. Uh, I have the right up there with the Dallas Cowboys as well. But those two injuries too, Ben Powers is definitely out one of their guards. And then Patrick, uh, I can't even say his last name, right tackle might be out. So we'll have to watch that too. On the defensive side for the Ravens, there are some notable injuries. Obviously, we all know about Marlon Humphrey. But Calais Campbell is doubtful. That should open things up for Aaron Jones and, and A.J. Dillon um, in the middle of the field, uh, in the running game. Uh, Chuck Clark, safety, who has been replacing Elliott at the back end, is out. Now, the Ravens have had trouble with outside receivers. I think we all know about Devontae Adams. But in this type of game, when you're facing a team that's such an out-wide funnel defense that has really struggled on the outside, now they're missing guys in the back end, this is like the type of game where we can see MVS pop off for a long one. So not terribly. If you are a big underdog and you find yourself in a big hole after the Chiefs Chargers, the Indianapolis Colts game, you find yourself in a deep hole and you need that big-time play, maybe you go MVS later and swap him out uh, for a player like that. But Calais Campbell, listen, I know Aaron Jones – you know, it's a tough – the matchup is not good. Calais Kemble being out helps. There is no good answer here. The matchups – the metrics say you don't want to play against the Ravens. But the way they're rolling the Packers offense, uh, you know, even with their injuries up front, they're going to be down Billy Turner. They're going to be down uh, – David Bakhtiari never, hasn't come back yet. They lost Jenkins. but And they have Josh uh, – their center has been out for a couple weeks. But they just figure it out. They get the ball out of their hands. They're featuring Aaron Jones in the passing game. So, I mean, listen, I can't wait till he scores six, seven points, but I'm I'm rolling out Aaron Jones and and probably A.J. Dillon's my sit of the week. But now with Lamar out, I don't know if they can stay competitive, the Ravens, which could lead to more A.J. Dillon in the second half. So enjoy that dumpster fire, I guess, overall. Jonah jumped over to the Monday night game. Um, the Saints-Buccaneers are Saints-Bucks. Yeah, uh, no, they're Sunday night, whatever. Anyway, Saints-Bucks. Yeah, Sunday night football. Sorry. So Adam Trout, so starting the same side, Adam Troutman, Ty Montgomery, marking them are back. So there's some reinforcements in the skill position groups for the offense for those Saints. However, the problem is they're going to be down Ryan Ramchek again. They're going to be down Tarmont and Armstead, the left tackle again. They're also down Deontay Harris. So, you know, it's nice that, listen, Taysom Hill is inevitable. I love Taysom Hill this week just because it doesn't matter. If he's losing, he'll throw, he'll scramble. If he's winning, they run the football with him to kill the clock. So it's been fun. That Jets game looked like a disaster, and then sure enough, he comes through in the end. So um, I like Taysom Hill still. I like the the combat. I, listen, Mark Ingram's going to be more involved um, because of the fact that he's in the game with Ty Montgomery. That is a slight thing. Maybe you fade Alvin Kamara in DFS, but Kamara is so involved in the passing game he, against Tampa Bay in the history. He scored in, I think, three straight games against Tampa on the ground. So you're not sitting Kamara, of course not. But Troutman coming back is interesting um, because me and uh, Buck talked about Vic, Nick Vanette, who's been leading the team in, in targets. Troutman could be a you know interesting DFS flyer uh, in that single-game slate Sunday night football. So I think that would be something we can actually look at there. Um, on the defensive side, they should be getting back some guys on defense for the Saints. Pete uh, Werner, linebacker Cam Jordan should be back this week. Um, they are going to be out a couple guys, but overall the Saints defense is pretty healthy. They got a couple guys back last week, like C.J. Garner-Johnson as well, um, Marcus Davenport. So their defense is get, ramping up. And the saints Bucks, they've always played the Bucks pretty tough. So we'll see how that one goes. On the Bucks side, um, Perriman is going to be out. Gio Bernard is now done for the year. I think that just locks in Lenny. Lenny did struggle the last time these two teams faced off. I mean, the Saints and the Ravens are just too rough matchups. I mean, Lenny is white hot. Uh, so I don't think you're going to sit Lenny. I think the problem is I think he's, I think he's a low end RB two at best. Uh, you know, he struggled the last time, but I'm not going to sit Lenny this week, uh, because he's just getting so many, so much work. It's insane. And now with Gio out, he's going to get all the pass game work he can handle. Um, on the back end though, Richard Sherman, Jamal Dean, Jamal Dean are going to be out. So that does help things out a little bit for the pass catchers for the saints and Taysom Hill. Also Jordan Whitehead could be out. He did DNP on Friday. So if they're missing a couple guys in the secondary, that should help Taysom Hill. I'm still riding with Taysom Hill, man. He's a cheat code for fantasy, so I'm, I'm all in on that. All right, jumping over to these Monday night games. Now we got a doubleheader, right? So Raiders, Browns, first Monday night game. 
Jalen Rashard is finally off the COVID list. He should be returning. I think that's a little interesting for J Josh Jacobs because um, Rashard might take more of the pass game work that Josh Jacobs was monopolizing because there is no one else around. So that's something I'm going to watch for next week. But, you know, because when we get to the Browns, I mean, they're just it's a, it's, it's a revolving door. We don't know yet the full extent, but we'll just go through who's technically out as of today. But there could be more updates tomorrow and Monday. So you have to take everything with a grain of salt on this show, unfortunately. So uh, Darren Waller's out again. Kenyon Drake is, of course, out. Um, Denzel Perriman, which is big news for Nick Chubb. Perriman's one of their best middle uh, linebackers, best players on defense. He's out again. I think Nick Chubb is in a smash spot against the Raiders this week. Um, you know, if you've been holding on to Nick, if Nick Chubb hasn't been doing it over the last month or so, we should see a huge Nick Chubb this game, even with all the injuries on the Brown side, which we'll touch on in a second. Returns for the Browns. Austin Hooper's out because of COVID, technically as of today. Najoku's back, and Harrison Bryant did have a limited practice. He might be back as well because he gets the extra two days. Um, I think that kind of limits Najoku a little bit. Uh, I was excited to maybe potentially play Najoku as a streamer tight end, but I don't think I'm going to do that now if Harrison Bryant is back. And Nick Mullins. Listen, Nick Mullins loves his tight ends, man. I mean, the one game he played with Kittle in 2020 when Kittle was in and out of the lineup, Kittle went off. So it's not like Nick Mullins doesn't know how to use his tight ends, and he's a decent – talk about just like a practice squad QB. I mean, you can't do much better than Nick Mullins as a practice squad QB. On the defensive side, they do get back Anthony Walker, who's been like their mainstay linebacker, so that should help them a little bit against Josh Jacobs. But, woo, let's talk about some, let's talk about some injuries. COVID list for the Browns. So we know the obvious ones, Baker, Case Keenum, Austin Hooper, but Jarvis Landry, we all forgot about him. He's also out. Also down two offensive linemen and Wills and Teller, both out. Um, that's going to be bad for Nick Chubb. I mean, I understand the matchup's really good, but losing two of your offensive linemen, um, losing one of your main blockers, losing some of your key weapons, you're putting Nick Mullins in a, a tough spot. He's going to be playing without his top uh, wide receiver and arguably his top tight end uh, this week and two of his better offensive linemen, plus Jack Conklin's already out too. So they're already on a backup right tackle. Now they're going to be missing these uh, their left tackle. Then they're going to be down an offensive lineman. That starts to worry you a little bit. Um, maybe if uh, you play the single-game slate, you play the Raiders DST as a contrarian play. On defensive side, the Browns, Greg Newsom out, cornerback. Rodney Harrison, safety. Grant uh, Delpit, safety out. Troy Hill, slot corner out. Josh Johnson, safety out. All in secondary. Um, man, I mean, it's been rough, but Foster Morneau, like, I, I I feel it's like if he cannot get it done with those kind of injuries to the middle, the safeties, to the corners, I mean, that that's secondary. I mean, you got to love Hunter Renfro. He's a slam dunk. We know that. Um, the other guys, it's really tough. Edwards, Jackson, Jones, Zay Jones. I just feel like when you're dealing with safeties in the back end of the field, um, you know, you know, let's just look it up. Screw it. I mean, I'm just going to take a quick second because I want to see who's been getting the most deep passes from the Raiders over the last few weeks. We'll talk through it right on air because I think it's important to know over like the last five weeks since like the obviously the Henry Rugg situation, like who's been more active in the deep passing. I think logically you'd say Deshaun Jackson, but let's see. Um, Raiders. I mean, Renfro, Jesus. Oh, it's concept of depth. Stupid. Yeah, let's see here. So, Zay Jones, man. Seven deep passes, no catches. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Edwards, Jackson, both have three. But Zay Jones, seven deep targets. I think Zay Jones is an interesting deep name to play in DFS. That single game slate on Monday for that doubleheader because you're going to get it. Interesting. But I think Foster Morneau, I mean, listen, when you got the guys in the middle of the field that are out, um, yeah, man, and he's he, it would make sense for him to be well. I, I mean, he's definitely got to be on the, the the radar for one of our options. I know, like, you know, with we'll talk about in the Rams game in a second too, but anyway. Um, anyway, so Malik Jackson, too, defensive tackle DMP on today. So we'll see how that works out if, he play, if he's out officially for this game. Overall, I mean, listen, Josh Jacobs is in your lineups this week because of those injuries. Uh, you know, 
Hunter Renfro, Locke. I mean, Derek Carr, QB, two QB leagues. He's in super flex. He's in. Um, it also benefits because Cleveland was supposed to have bad weather. So today, so hopefully it's a little bit better tomorrow. Vikings Bears. This is another one. I mean, the Bears are an underrated. Uh, they're problematic, and we'll talk about them in a second. But Vikings should be getting back Christian Darishaw. Listen, we're all smashing Dalvin Cook this week. We all love it. Adam Thielen possibly back this week. Highly unlikely. We'll see. Rashad Breeland, of course, he was just released. Not really a big deal. I mean, he was such a liability anyway. He's probably a, it's a addition by subtraction there um, for this team. Now, before I get into the the Viking uh, the Bears, the Vikings DST is I have a, they're kind of I'm leaning that direction. I'm leaning Vikings DST this week as my number one streamer defense. And here's here's kind of why. First of all, Allen Robinson out, Marcus Goodwin out. So two of their three top wide receivers are out. Then no Jason Peters left tackle, no Larry Borum right tackle. So both tackles out. The Vikings quietly have been one of the best pass rushes in football, and it makes no sense. No Daniel Hunter, no Everson Griffin, but they're figuring it out. They are. This is the healthiest the Vikings have been all year on defense. So now with those key injuries, both tackles, two of your three starting receivers out. I know Jakeen, uh, Grant had a very surprising game last week, but Vikings DST, I'm leaning that direction over like the Eagles, for example, um, in their game, but we'll talk about them in a second. Defensively. This is where it gets key. Um, Mario Edwards, defensive lineman, out. Khalil Mack, of course, we know, been out for a while. Danny Trevathan, key linebacker, out. Marsh, out, linebacker. Uh, Xavier Crawford, cornerback. Artie Burns, cornerback. DeAndre Carson, safety. Eddie Jackson, safety. Like, a bunch of guys are just out. You're playing Justin Jefferson, of course. Kirk Cousins, I think he's in. K.J. Osborne, in if Adam Thielen is out. So, I think Thielen's in if he's in. If he's out, you're playing K.J. Osborne. I'm cool with that 100%. Um, Tyler Conklin is interesting. Let's see what the Bears are. I think the Bears have been tough pretty much all year against linebackers. Um, not linebackers, but, you know, tight ends. But let's see. Yeah, they've been tough. Yeah. So I lean K.J. Osborne over Tyler Conklin of the two because of these additional injuries. But I think the biggest takeaway for me, I'm feeling the Vikings DST. I think I'm going to be going in on them. Let's hope that works out. Uh, jumping to Tuesday. Tuesday is in flux. Um, because of the Washington football team uh, and the Rams, there's a lot of moving parts, but let's just walk through them. So we'll start with the Washington football team. Their returns, they are getting some guys back on defense, uh, a couple guys up front. So Montez Sweat, uh, Casey Tohill, James Smith-Williams, a couple guys up front, which is great. Um, they are going to be down a couple guys up front still, like Chase Young, Daniel Wise, Matt Leonidas. So it is kind of like swapping in and out a little bit, but – for the most part, getting some of those guys back up front should be helpful. Um, they are they were going to be down another center, but uh, one of their Ishmael, one of their three, four centers that's been hurt is finally back to off the COVID list. So at least because of the injury to Wes Schweitzer and come and the center position, they do have somebody that can play and Trey Larson. Um, I think it's Trey Larson as well. Um, but yeah, so they think for the ground game perspective for the Washington football team, you know, they're gonna lean on Antonio Gibson. So just from a volume standpoint, the question comes, you know, how effective is it going to be when you can't throw? Um, is Taylor Heineke going to be out? Kyle, Kyle Allen going to be out? We don't know yet who's going to be back. Um, Cornelius Lucas, left tackle, out. Cam Sims, one of their wide receivers, out. Um, you know, on top of Logan Thomas being out. So, you know, for me offensively, I think, you know, it's just, it's, Antonio Gibson, it's going to be tough to get away from. It really is. But, um, yeah, I, I it, this one hurts because you would like Tyler Haneke and then be at a full strength. But when you're dealing with potentially a third-string quarterback, Shermer, that doesn't, you know, never was impressed, um, you know, was signed off someone else's practice squad, essentially. So it's just, you know, not a great situation for that offense overall. That's why it's tough. We're going to find out more. The good thing about the Vikings pick, in my opinion, the Eagles, that could wait till Monday afternoon to make that decision. If Heineke or Allen come back, I'll probably lean Vikings, but if both those guys are officially ruled out, um, I probably might jump back to the Eagles because, you know, that third-string quarterback situation is going to be a disaster. Uh, let's see. Just talking quickly about the defensive stuff, too, and why I like uh, Devonta Smith. So Kyle Fuller, one of their outside cornerbacks, is out, and Cam Curl. So I know Jalen Hurts is an interesting play this week, but 
the thing that makes Hertz really good is his, his legs. And him, I know he's practicing full. I don't think he's a full fade, but I'm playing Taysom Hill over him. That's my my matchup that I was thinking about this week. Uh, because I think he, the number one is how well, what's going to happen on the Eagles side, on the defensive side for the Eagles D. I mean, I just don't know if the Washington football team is going to put up enough points to make it competitive enough to make J- uh, Jalen Hurts be this huge monster for fantasy. So, you know, I think he's a high floor play, not much ceiling this but this week. On the Eagles side, Miles Ga- uh, Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard should be playing. Quez Watkins is out, which is you know notable. I think that just leads more Smith and Goddard. I think those. I think Smith is probably my play of the week on the Eagles side, outside of the Miles Sanders situation. But the Washington Football Team has been average against receivers over the last five weeks. But I think Smith, because of the injuries to Fuller, to Curl on the back end, I think he's probably the best play overall on the Eagles side. Uh, other than Miles Sanders, who I think, you know, who hopefully can actually just play a full game at this point. Um, jumping down to the Seahawks and Rams. Yeah. Uh, you know, before we do those last two ones, I'm going to do these. I'm going to do one more quick commercial break, and then we're going to do the last two Tuesday games and then answer some questions. And then we got to go watch the game. I mean, the game started. So actually, I got I to gotta get going. So I'm going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back right up. Are you a merchandise maniac or jersey junkie like myself you need to check out the jersey jungle they handle their business on instagram at the jersey jungle you can use a promo code tck for 10 percent off of one or two jerseys 15 percent off of three or more jerseys now if you've been watching the show for this season or a couple seasons you know that my backdrop if you're streaming live with us on video you know my backdrop is always a couple of jerseys Those jerseys are coming from the Jersey Jungle. They're high-quality stitch and twill jerseys. I collect NFL jerseys, but I'm also a baseball guy. So I have baseball jerseys as well. I collect Hall of Fame jerseys. I have a Jackie Robinson. I have a Ken Griffey Jr. I have a Willie Mays jersey. I got a Shohei Otani jersey as well because the guy has been absolutely on fire. Go get yourself a jersey. Basketball, baseball, hockey, football, college. They got rookies as well. Home away. They have customs, they have camouflage, whatever you're feeling, retro jerseys from any sport. Go hit up the Jersey Jungle on Instagram. DM the Jersey Jungle. Use the promo code TCK for 10% off of one or two jerseys, 15% off of three jerseys. These are already half price that you're going to find on the websites. They're high quality, stitch and twill, game authentic jerseys. Go check them out. The Jersey Jungle on Instagram. At last game, Seahawks, Rams, of course, the Tyler Lockett news, Alex Collins news is key. I think this and DK Metcalf is going to have a tough assignment. They could see a lot of Jalen Ramsey there. That's kind of opened the door a little bit, in my opinion, for Gerald Everett. The Rams has been susceptible to the tight ends. That's something I want to monitor. I kind of been playing, hedging myself a little bit at tight end this week. Um, but at the same time, Gerald Everett would benefit the most, probably, in my opinion, from the Tyler Lockett injury. DK obviously going to be funnel targets, but I think he might see a lot of Jalen Ramsey in that game as well. Alex Collins also on COVID. Listen, Penny had a really nice day. And early on in the week, we were fading Penny a little bit because of the matchup. But when we flip over to the Rams side, listen, you know, there's some key injuries on the defense. Let's talk about them first. Jalen Ramsey technically is on COVID still. So that's something for DK Metcalf that if Jalen Ramsey does not get activated, great news. Jordan Fuller, safety on COVID. Von Miller on COVID. Troy Reader, linebacker, COVID. Robert Rochelle, one of their cornerbacks, the young kid, out. They are getting Dante Dion, one of their cornerbacks, back too. But if, if Ramsey can't return in time for this game, I am playing DK Metcalf all day. I think that's key. But I'm interested to see what happens with Lockett if he can return. It kind of makes me really interested in Gerald Everett uh, if, if there is no Lockett. On the Rams side, Dow Henderson's back and Odell Beckham is both back from COVID list. So Henderson, in my opinion, I think you got to play him. I think against Seahawks, Seattle has been terrible against running backs all year. I know Sony Michelle's look good, but I'm not overreacting. Daryl Henderson has been the better back for over the whole season. It was just a volume thing. I mean, they gave 20 back-to-back weeks of 20 to- uh, carries to Sony Michelle. And listen, they, they don't do that with Henderson because they don't have to. Because when they're up big, they give the ball to Sony. So I'm okay with Henderson this week. Play him if you can. I actually decide between him and Gibson, which is just, you know, super fun in my opinion. Anyway, on the injured side for the Rams, Tyler Higby on covid Brian Allen, Rob Havenstein, Jeff Noteboom, Bobby Evans. What are all those guys? They're all offensive linemen. So I, I, 
I want to backtrack just a second. They are down a lot of, they're down two starters. So uh, Brian Allen's the starter, Rob Havenstein, but then their backup guys, Nope Boom and Bobby Evans, guys that have been playing on this team. Evans has been in, um, started a few games too. That's notable. We have to watch this stuff because this game's on Tuesday. It's tough to wait that long. But at the same time, and if we don't know by Monday afternoon, um, if you got like Gibson and my, well, I'm selfish for saying this because I have Gibson. Uh, it makes it tough to start Henderson if they're down that many guys up front in this game um, because they're missing so many offensive linemen and even backups they're missing as well. And with Higby, he's a key blocker. That's a lot to lose on the offensive line and the blocking for the running back. So could be hurt, could hurt them a little bit, but um, I think that's really it for that. All right, that's really it. all our key injuries. That's a lot, man. That's 50 minutes worth of injury stuff. Let's talk. Let's do um, let's do a quick questions here for a second. Jeremiah, do I start my Tuesday players or replace them with win with other options? Have Stafford, Hurts, and Goddard placed on the bench in place of Taysom and QB Huntley in my OP. Um, yeah, Taysom Hill is in my opinion fine. Uh, I would play Taysom Hill over Stafford this week. I'm okay with that because of the uncertainty of everything going on. I'm okay with that as well. Uh, Huntley, um, not, I'm not going to play Huntley over them. So I'd play, I'd pick Taysom, but I'm not playing Huntley over those guys. Other considerations. CH already played and plugged in Stevenson and Chase in my flex. Would you love, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, you'd have to break that down a little bit. So I don't really know, um, who I would start in those of those guys. Sorry, man. Um, Moreno, Eckler and Keenan Allen have me up 38. Which two should I start? Stevenson. Okay. I missed this already. Sorry, man. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna, I was doing my thing before the game. So I missed the Stevenson question. Hopefully he works out for you. Uh, Ramaje question. Sorry guys. Missed that too. Um, yep. Don't know what that means. Uh, should I start Nick Folk? Uh, well, missed that question too. Sorry, man. But Nick Folk's a fine start. Sorry guys. A lot of Ramaje Stevenson questions, man. Stevenson or Javante. Yeah, boys, my apologies, man. I answer questions at the end. The game started. My fault. But that's it, folks. Um, once again, this is the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast on the Fantasy Focus YouTube channel. Shout out to all our sponsors, Jersey Jungle Bomb Banana. Uh, you know, all our podcasts are on the Believe Podcast Network and brought to you by Bet Online G. I'm Bobby LaMarco, guys. I'm hot. I want to watch some football. I'm getting out of here. Thanks for joining. Make sure you join us tomorrow, Sunday Live. I missed some of these today, but all we do for three hours on Sunday is start sick questions. So join us Sunday Live. We'll break these all down for you. We'll talk to you tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And if you guys join us and you actually donate to the show to get your questions expedited, you also get entered into a drawing for a jersey if we get to $500 for the month of December. Make sure you guys are joining us on there as well. I'm out of here, guys. Thanks for joining me. Enjoy football this weekend. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.